The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find. We were four years Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. My name is Benjamin Shapiro, and I'm the executive producer of the Voices of Search podcast. And today, we've got a special episode for you, which is going to be guest hosted by our friend Tyson Stockton, who is the co-founder and educational partner at Previsible, which is an SEO consulting and education company that helps support enterprise businesses scale organic search traffic and educate their organizations. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's an episode of the Voices of Search podcast, guest hosted by Tyson Stockton from Previsible. Hey, my name is Tyson Stockton from Previsible.io. And today we're continuing our conversation on SEO strategy. Back with us today is Brandon Chicola, a senior director of SEO at Overstock. Yesterday, Brandon and I started the conversation with building the groundwork for your SEO strategy. And today we're going to continue the conversation by discussing creating now the SEO strategy. So here's my conversation with Brandon, Senior Director of SEO at Overstock.com. Brandon, welcome back. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me. Doing pretty well. Uh, Cough is going away, which is a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Always, always. So we're, we're getting into the meat and potatoes of the subject here. We went through kind of like the mindset that we need to be in to have 
an effective or realistic strategy. But now we're kind of getting to the stage where, and we didn't touch on it as much yesterday, but doing kind of like the audits. But for that, we're assuming we know what needs or what the opportunities are. We know where we want to be competing. How do we go about actually creating then the strategy to both communicate as well as align resources, align team members? How do we go about like starting to pull together these pieces into creating the strategy? So you know, we've done your, your blue sky thinking, your blue ocean thinking, right? We've, we've got both parts of like the marketing side and what may need to be done in terms of like product and engineering. The company itself is going to have its own issues, right? It could be, hey, we're going to focus on trust this year, okay? Ooh, whatever, <laughs> right? And you have to kind of step back and go like, well, I, how do I do anything with that? But the reality is like, all of these other parts of the company are going to focus on that. So I think in terms of where the company is going, you need to be identifying like, where do you sit in these core initiatives? If someone's developing a new feature for the site, it, it may not be necessarily like an SEO strategy piece, but sometimes it's just, I need to be a present and a voice in the room and have an idea of how to influence something that's going on with this feature, whether it's how it's built, how is it presented? How it's tested? You know, those, those pieces, are, I think, are incredibly important. But let's say, you know, we're keep going back to running shoes for some reason. But let's say, like, you, you are going after, like, the vegan-friendly running shoe person. You would need to talk to people to understand, one, what kind of data do we have as an organization? Do we even have data on this, of the construction of the shoe? or where the shoe was built. Those are the kinds of questions you would need to ask in order to build the feature to provide something for that consumer. So now your job is, is kind of more like a CEO rather than an SEO because you have to know like, all of these touch points in the business from like where does the data and product flow into the organization and how does that get presented on the front end? And now your job as an SEO is not this like break-fix audit person. It's how does this data finally get to its resting place in the front end so that my vegan friendly runner gets their shoe? <laughs> does it need to be a landing page? Maybe not. Maybe that's not what it needs to be. Maybe it just needs to be a finding tool, you know, a widget or something. Maybe it just needs to be, you know, a little banner. And, and let's take the banner approach for a second. It was just a banner. Well, that's like easy. You just talk to your designer friend and you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'll buy you a coffee and you get it done. But what happens if you have to do that at scale? Now you're talking about going back to product and engineering and whoever to say, I need a way to market to multiple users at any point of their journey. Some of these people are going to be vegan-friendly running shoes. You know, you're going to have that, right? You're going to have those contradictions. You can't manually do all of this, right? And so now you're talking about, okay, now I need to work with someone who can generate an experience that will scale across everything from running shoes to iPhones, let's say. And in those cases, it's more about, okay, a, a marketing team needs a way to merchandise these pages. We need a solution for how they merchandise them at scale for umpteen different audiences, um, knowing that 
that is going to already provide like, I don't know, an 11% increase in click-through rate to your most important pages that are going to actually sell. Doesn't sound like SEO, right? Did anywhere that I mention search volume? No, I just mentioned like, this is how someone's shopping. They're expecting a certain experience, which is always going to be about findability or learning so that they can find the thing that they're looking for. And so again, that's why I keep saying it's like experience optimization. You're thinking about the experience of the user in their journey, moving towards uh, moving towards that product. So when you're identifying these, these kinds of core initiatives, you're, you're thinking more about the customer. So where, where can you find more data about that? Sure, you got similar webs and blah, blah, blah. I'm sure there are a lot of smarter solutions out there. Um, I'm sure the McKinsey's of the world and the Deloitte's are going to slap me. But you need to be thinking about what are the questions people are asking. It's going to tell you a lot about what people are after. And so then... You get your core initiatives together. You make sure you know your numbers, um, you know your data, and how much momentum do you have going into the situation? Like, are you on a five-year SEO decline? Like, where, <laughs> where are you there? And so then that starts building the momentum for saying, hey, we can turn this number around if we do X, Y, Z. And that's where you finally start getting buy-in and how you think about prioritizing your initiatives and the things that you're going to go after. And so I'm a big proponent of this. Um, I would say you kind of break out or you, you kind of stride these layers of SEO. You're always going to have your break fits, right? So you kind of have like a constant noise floor or a hum of break fits, right? So that's like, that's like your 10% time, I would say, right? Unless it's like a super heavy lift, like someone broke HTTPS or something, right? Like, that's the 911, right? Um, but just assume your break fix is a constant noise flow. Then you have your run the business SEO, which is, oh, there's a holiday coming up. I need to change this page. Great. That's just run the business. And you're, you're always going to have a noise flow there too. So that's like 20% of your time. Remaining 80% needs to be like crushing it on these other new experiences. And so those are where you kind of get the gains. And so that's one of the places I will be with Eli Schwartz and like, Blue ocean thinking versus red ocean thinking and all of that stuff is you really do have to think about building new experiences. Um, and I think you know we're in an interesting market right now, right? Where you know there's inflation, we're kind of coming off the, the the COVID crack pipe in terms of retailers, right? Like everyone's kind of going, what's up with our numbers? But the, the reality is like. That's kind of like a once in a lifetime, you know, crazy spike, right? So take out the crazy, you know, do your remote models or whatever you need to do to pull out the, you know, the outlier event. And when you think about your numbers, uh, really start thinking about like year over three year, you know? So you start looking at that and you're like, oh, we're actually not so bad. We're still, we are actually still up into the right minus this weird mountain here. And knowing what that momentum is, whether it's positive or negative, let's say, you can then start to sell how you're pitching into these initiatives. Because who's ever running and in charge of those initiatives is still trying to meet a number. And you as, you know, they're your client, right? Like you need to be providing them. How do they get the walk built to get there? Right? Like how much is the contribution of SEO going to drive here? And then that helps them understand how they scope, how they do t-shirt sizing, how they understand what the allocations need to be, 
And that in turn drives the cost of the budget. Some of that may go to that particular initiative, or it may go to you as the SEO driving this piece of the initiative. And so that's also part of the game, too, right? And it is a game. It's set up to be that way. And pretty much every company around is who gets the allocation, what, where, and how do I, you know, I know that I need two more people to actually pull this off. And so you know, do I sandbag my number or do I like slightly overinflate my number and then pull it back a little bit, you know, in the next revision? Like, you know, there's there's kind of a game that, that you have to play, which is a zone strategy. And I'm not going to talk about that much today. But that also involves kind of like your soft skills and people skills and you know, that also involves kind of dark things that happen in company cultures. Um, some could have, you know, some pretty dark politics where you have to like, you know, almost like trade a person part-time for half the year to get the thing done, you know, whatever it is. Like it was weird stuff like that that happened. And so that's also all part of this whole like SEO strategy piece, I think. So when you've got, you know, you've got your, your audience, you've got your journey, you've got, you know, the context in which they're going to interact with you. You've got these new features and experiences that you're building. You've got the initiative built out. You've got your product, you know, your product requirements and all of this stuff nailed down. I think then the next thing is, like, how do you build a roadmap? Right? Now your roadmap is, is dependent on this like heavily matrix thing that's happening um, with multiple upstream and downstream people. You know, some folks were will likely want to work with like a program manager or something like that to just help them track all of these different pieces. Sometimes you'll be in Jira, sometimes you'll be in Asana, sometimes you'll also have some other tool. You know, like there's all of these moving pieces. But kind of a tip or trick is if you've built all of this information and thinking into your strategy, you've already got a lot built on it. So your framework's already there. And if you've done your due diligence, it's already written down. You've probably already got slides built. You just made your life easier. And then it's like, all right, I'm in my first month. Here's where I am. Here's what's red. Here's what's green. Here's what's yellow. Whatever method. You know, you get the executives say, no, 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 I need these slides with Harvey balls. I really like Harvey balls. Whatever it is. <laughs> you know, but you got the slides. And that's when you start seeing things come together in the roadmap. Is you know what, what's the minimum that needs to be done? just to start testing the idea. That, in some companies, it could take a sprint. Some companies, it's like a quarter, <laughs> depending on the size, depending on the agility, depending on the nimbleness of teams, uh, depending on the allocations and whatnot. But the important thing is the way that you start messaging the roadmap is, hey, we've gotten through our first X number of sprints. Here's where we are. Here's our thinking. Here's what we're learning, um, which is kind of... Piece. You know, here's, here's what we're learning. And you focus on, on those learnings in the beginning of your roadmap. And if you're not learning in the beginning of your roadmap, that you may have missed something. Um, and you should probably tap yourself on the shoulder a little bit and say, uh, buddy. So you focus on the learnings. And the next thing that you, you then do is, all right, we're starting to get data coming in and it's saying, you know, it's saying all these things. We need to revise XYZ. It's going to push out you know, this other release. But we know it's worth it because of this data. Have the discussion, you get the buy-in, you go back and, and reconfigure the roadmap. And roadmaps can be small. Like you could have a quarterly roadmap. You could have a three-year roadmap. And I think uh, as an SEO, you should always try to think in the, the broader timeframe 
um, even if you know that you're pushing towards a quarter of the goal. Have a three-year vision. If you're building out a feature, it doesn't just stop at Pam, I'm attacking vegan money, right? <laughs> what about the rest of the shoes? You know, what's the so there's your tactical roadmap that you're presenting to your executives, but your strategic roadmap should always be in your mind and should always be you know, documented somewhere when you're thinking, you know, three years out. Like what happens to this feature in three years when the team that's building it on product has now disentangled itself and now it's like over on some other initiative? How does this get maintained? How do I change something? So don't just think of it as a launch. Um, which I think is a big mistake a lot of companies make. You want to think about like, what's the life cycle of the experience? And that's your actual work. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. I think that's a, a great point and reminder that when we are talking SEO strategy, we're not we're not talking about just a sprint or a quarter and like a strategy needs to be that longer vision of then where your tactics can fit within it. And so to those points of like having a roadmap for your strategy is it's not necessarily like every single release and implementation of it is your strategy. You're taking in those broader pieces, like you mentioned from a hey, this is my maintenance or hygiene. This is my everyday, whether it's reporting, this and that. And then what are the the bigger rock items, the experiences that we need to launch to address and capture those users, that demand that comes in? I think that is, you know, by itself, just a really important reminder for the listeners is, again, a strategy is a vision of how you're going to be achieving this over time, how that aligns into the company goals, ambitions, and then working from that into available resources, releases, and the reporting from it. Yeah, you can see all of us where as like have like kind of like favorite companies that we look at and time to time. And you can see them in the really big ones for sure. Right. Like if you look at Home Depot, like they spent years building out all of this helpful DIY content. You know, sure, most of their customers may be like contractors running in and out, like trying to go like, you know, 
do a house flip or whatever. But that DIY content fills out so much of the consumer journey, you know, both pre and post purchase that like they've they've nailed it, right? Like it's going to be hard for other competitors to catch up. And you know, content as an experience or as a feature like has you know has some some lifeline to it, right? And provides more ways of like changing the experience of a lighting. Oh, you landed on lighting. What what kinds of lighting are you looking for? Here's here's mid-century modern, here's dark academic, here's you know, whatever the new uh shop by style is of the week. They've got that as well. You look at places like Indeed, for instance, which like ranks for everything under the sun. They've built their strategy around a lot of like structuring pages controlling the crawl path. But as a user, you go there, like, I could just be looking for a job. I could be looking for a job and location. I could be researching company. I've got all of those experiences that I need are built in and they know how to throw those signals around. That's another one. The, the, other, the other interesting one I think about sometimes is a difference between, say, like a WebMD and Medscape, for instance, right? Like, WebMD is for all of us to be paranoid and like and Medscape is like, no, 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 take this stuff and then you'll not be paranoid anymore. <laughs> like they're built for two very different audiences, right? Like one is built for the person and the other one's built for, you know, the doctors who are going to figure out what they're gonna, how they're going to fix your problem or diagnose your problem. So again, like the, the creating your strategy is always going to be tied to your audience and like what's the experience your audience needs. And so when I, we were talking last time about Hey, remember that SEO is still kind of a marketing function. It brings that back, right? Which is people need a specific experience. And it's it's sort of your job in building that roadmap to know how does your experience launch? How does it read um, once it's once it's there? And you know, over time, um, what modifications might we need to make to it? Is it just gonna be this sort of like rinse repeat thing, or is it gonna be a Hmm, you know what? We can continue thinking about this, this piece of product and this, this new experience and we can approve it in XYZ ways. And so that three-year kind of thinking is going to keep you fresh on your feet. And it's also going to make sure that you're prepared. Should it be a huge success, it's going to prepare you for the fact that all of your executives are going to want more, right? It's candy, it's candy. More candy. Like, it's like, it's going to like five-year-old. It's just candy, ice cream. And so I think that part of that SEO roadmap building is is thinking that forward of what happens if, what happens when. And that's an excellent point to kind of bring this all together is anticipating those next steps, next stages and bringing it back to the roadmap. And with that, that wraps up uh, this episode of the Voice of Search podcast. Uh, thanks to Brandon, Senior Director of SEO at Overstock for joining us in part three of this interview, which will be published tomorrow. Brandon and I are going to discuss executing your SEO strategy. Uh, if you can't wait until the next episode and would like to learn more about Brandon, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes or visit his company's website at overstock.com. 
Okay. Thanks to Tyson Stockton, our guest host. If you'd like to get in touch with Tyson, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Tyson underscore Stockton. Or if your team is interested in SEO consulting or organizational education, you can always head to their company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet, and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data. 